This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, this is Rhonda Shear, and you're staying up all night or day with TV Confidential. Roberts with a reminder that Robert Clohesse of Blue Bloods will join us at the top of the hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, calendar year 2019 has marked a number of milestone anniversaries in television, and we have tried to cover as many as we can. This coming Tuesday, October 15th, marks the 68th anniversary of the premiere of I Love Lucy, and while 68 may not be a round number anniversary, it is nonetheless a testimony to the comedic genius of Lucio Ball and the vision and savvy of Desi Arnaz. On the line with us is Gary Hahn. Gary is the director of marketing for the National Comedy Museum in Jamestown, New York. Jamestown, New York, the hometown of Lucio Ball. The National Comedy Center operates the Lucio Ball Desi Arnaz Museum, which explores the lives, career, and legacy of the first couple of comedy and the incredible impact they had not just on television but the world at large. Gary, welcome to TV Confidential. Well, thanks so much, Ed. Uh, I appreciate being here. This is probably an obvious segue, but we would not have a 68th anniversary of the premiere of I Love Lucy or I Love Lucy reruns in general were it not for the foresight of Desi Arnaz. You are absolutely right. I don't think that uh, Desi Arnaz gets enough credit for his role, and, and certainly Lucille Ball was the first to always make sure that he got the credit as a producer, as, as someone that really was the, the visionary to help create the three or four camera live audience uh, approach to situation comedies, which is still used to this day, with where you would sort of move the cameras as a unit from, uh, from scene to scene and, and record it like a live play in front of a studio audience. That had really never been done prior to I Love Lucy, and a lot of the reason that it was done on film in front of four cameras and then three cameras was uh, because that Lucy and Desi did not want to move to New York to do the show, uh, and that's where live shows were done in front of an audience uh, was New York. They didn't want to do that, but they also... Desi and Lucy both knew that Lucy did far better in front of a live audience, which she had done with her radio show, My Favorite Husband. And so they had to kind of invent this approach, which, of course, then caught on and everybody started doing it. And it really moved a lot of production to Hollywood, where so much of television had been based in New York, and particularly the, the comedies. Yeah, they, they not only basically invented the template for filming a three-camera situation comedy series, and, 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 and as you emphasize, doing it in front of a live audience. They not only created the template, but going back to the just how ahead of the game Desi was, if I remember correctly, Desi was the first person to see the potential of rebroadcast, which is something the networks never thought of, and no, nobody even thought of in the early days of television. Yes, uh, I, I, that's absolutely true. You know, I don't know if he quite knew how it would get used, mm -hmm. but he insisted that they own the shows. And I don't know if he knew where 
what that was going to mean. And of course, owning it and the fact that they shot on film as opposed to live and just capturing on kinescope also meant you had pristine copies of all of these shows. And Desilu, their company, owned those TV shows until they ultimately sold to CBS in the late 50s. But he did have the vision to say, we want to own it. I, 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 very few people back then would think the show that airs once, what would be the value of the repeats? And you're absolutely right. He sort of knew intuitively there would be some sort of value even before syndication was essentially a thing. On the line with us is Gary Hahn. Gary is the director of marketing for both the National Comedy Center and the Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz Museum in Jamestown, New York. The National Comedy Center is the culmination of Lucy's vision to make her hometown of Jamestown a destination for comedy. The Comedy Center, the National Comedy Center, recently announced a major initiative to digitize not only hundreds of documents, photographs, and media from the archives of the Lucy Desi Museum to make them accessible to comedy fans present and future, but they've also announced an initiative to preserve the personal archives of Carl Reiner, particularly Carl Reiner's Dick Van Dyke show scripts, while the center earlier this year also celebrated the centennial of Ernie Kovacs Television's original genius. For more information, uh, nationalcomedycenter.org, nationalcomedycenter.org. So the Comedy Center, its roots are in Lucy, but as we just alluded to in our reset, it covers all comedians from television and comedy and comedians in general. That's right, Ed. We still have the Lucy Desi Museum, which is a wonderful celebration of Lucy and Desi's personal lives, and uh, I Love Lucy and Lucy's uh, other uh, television shows and movies. But you're right, it was her original vision when the Art Council in Jamestown called her in 1989 saying they wanted to celebrate her. She sort of said, I'd really prefer if you celebrate all of comedy, not just me. That took about 29 years to uh, come to fruition, but we opened the National Comedy Center in August of 2018, so we've been open about 14 months now. It's an incredible state-of-the-art museum with leading-edge technology, interactive exhibits, uh, immersive storytelling that celebrates all of comedy, both with artifacts and with uh, a lot of technology including the ability to establish your humor profile when you walk in based on the comedians and TV shows and movies that you like. Well, that's cool. And that, that yes, yeah, it's very cool. And it gives you a, we give you a laugh band and then you, with an RFID chip, and then as you walk through the museum, you scan your laugh band and we are serving various comedy content to you based on the comedy that you like. I'm in Los Angeles. I've not made it yet to Jamestown, but I'm going to ask you, what is your laugh band, Gary? What do I like? Yeah. Well, certainly Lucy. I, it's one of the reasons I came here, no question about it. Huge Lucy fan, huge Dick Van Dyke show fan. I'm kind of a sitcom guy from the 60s and 70s, so I, I love all my family, Mary Tyler Moore show, but also Carol Burnett. That sort of era is my kind of era, uh, and we have wonderful artifacts including Archie Bunker's jacket, um, Seinfeld's puffy shirt, some Carol Burnett uh, costumes that we just put on display, as well as Charlie Chaplin's cane. We have uh, Rodney Dangerfield's suit with red tie and duffel bag that he would bring from performance to performance with all his comedy notes. 
And we have the full George Carlin archives. I'm a huge George, George Carlin fan. We have his entire archive, over 20,000 documents, notes, uh, handwritten notes with jokes on them that we have digitized, sort of the way we're doing it with our Lucy archives now. Because the idea is, it, our philosophy is that everything should be accessible in this museum. So rather than it being having half of our stuff in some sort of Raiders of the Lost Ark our, uh, warehouse down in the basement, we believe in digitizing uh, as much of the archives as we can so that it can be accessed via interactive screens as you walk through the museum. I'm on with us is Gary Hahn. Gary is the director of marketing for both the National Comedy Center and the Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz Museum in Janestown, New York. Both the National Comedy Center and the Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz Museum are open seven days a week. For more information, nationalcomedycenter.org, nationalcomedycenter.org. You've only been around 14 months as we have this conversation, but it's amazing. You guys have really, really left your mark. A couple of weeks ago, Time Magazine named the National Comedy Center one of the nine greatest places in the world to experience and visit right now. That's a big honor. While People Magazine called the National Comedy Center one of the 100 reasons to love America. That's absolutely right. The media has loved us. Visitors just can't get enough. We are rated five out of five on, on TripAdvisor. They come in, they'll spend a couple hours and say, boy, I, I, I could really spend all day here because there's so much to see. The Time uh, Award was we were one of 100 of their worldwide greatest places but only, I believe, nine attractions in the U.S. were selected, and we were one of those nine. So we were very honored about that award. The USA Today readers voted us one of the best new attractions in the country uh, back in January. And we are now the official cultural institution for the art of comedy in the United States, as designated by the U.S. Congress back in March. So we are the official home for comedy uh, in the country. So I uh, appreciate you mentioning all of that, Ed. We're very proud that both visitors and media are realizing how wonderful this institution is. The National Comedy Center, the official home for comedy in the United States. For more information, nationalcomedycenter.org, nationalcomedycenter.org. Gary Hahn is the director of marketing for both the National Comedy Center and the Lucy Desi Museum, both of which are based in Jamestown, New York. We ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Given uh, Desi some props as he well deserves. we got to give Lucy some props. I've been lucky enough to talk to a number of people who knew Lucy personally, who knew her well. And the two things about Lucy that always jump out to me whenever I think of Lucy is what a pioneer she was as an executive. I mean, we talked about the vision and savvy of Desi, but when Lucy took over Desi Lou, I mean, she was a pioneer in many respects. She was the first, if not the only female executive running a major studio at a time when that industry was dominated by men. No question, and, and you're absolutely right. In addition to her incredible comedy talent, she was 
the first female head of a major studio, certainly in this country, probably the world, when Desi sold his interest and it then fell upon Lucy to lead Desi Lou, which she did from 1962 to 1967. So she absolutely broke new ground on the executive ranks, which really paved the way for Mary Tyler Moore and MTM Productions and Oprah with, uh, with Harpo, etc. Without Without Lucy, I'm not sure uh, that would have happened uh, as quickly as it did afterwards. And she she was uh, a very skilled uh, executive. I don't think she liked it as much as being in front of the camera, but she wanted to keep Desilu going. Desilu had a very much of a family feel as a company, mm-hmm. and she, I think, felt that she wanted to make sure that these people stayed employed, and, and she took the lead and did a, quite a good job at that. And, and In fact, some of the shows that were created under her watch were Mission Impossible mm-hmm. and Mannix and, and Star Trek. Trek. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Yeah. We would not be talking about that show were it not for, in many ways, her courage, particularly Star Trek, which a lot of people felt was too expensive and very unusual and very expensive for a small studio like Desilu, which was smaller than some of the majors to take on, and there were many people, uh, I think, uh, in senior ranks at Desilu that said, this is this is too much money, we should not do this show, and if it were not for Lucy, and a lot of Star Trek fans know this, if it were not for Lucy maintaining the course here and said, let's go for it, we wouldn't be talking about Star Trek today. Lucy may have reluctantly taken the mantle of Desilu, but that speaks to another thing I've learned about Lucy, from talking to people such as yourself, Gary, Lucy was never afraid of hard work. No, not at all. Whether that was in front of the camera, where she was absolutely a perfectionist, made it look easy, but it wasn't easy at all, or uh, as an executive. But you're, you are absolutely right. I mean, the reason we're still talking about all of her work from I Love Lucy uh, and on is because she really worked incredibly hard to make those wonderful episodes as funny and entertaining and the fact that they still hold up today. And Desi used to even say this, it's 99% Lucy and the rest of us are the other 1%. And he just, he knew how incredibly talented she was, but it, it, you're absolutely right. Ed, it, hard work was the secret ingredient. There's no question about it. And I have been told again, by people who knew her, that she also had a sharp eye for talent, young talent. She cultivated young talent. She was secure enough in who she was to surround herself by young talent. And she would always say, okay, you're a good-looking actress. You're a good-looking woman, but you can't just skate by in your good looks. you got to put in the work, and that's what's going to lead to a long career. Yes, and there, yeah, absolutely. She I just saw Carol Burnett live in Buffalo, not far from Jamestown, where Carol was talking about how much Lucy encouraged her uh, from her earliest days. And Desi Lou did something. They were they encouraged young performers. There was a, a Desi Lou uh, troupe that they were sort of fostering as part of the studio. Robert Os- Osborne, who later became a film critic and, and uh, on television as a host, was one of those young actors that were, you know, encouraged and uh, became part of that Desilu troupe in the, in the early 60s. So you're absolutely right. She, she had a great eye for talent, and she was uh, 
very encouraging and supportive of that talent. No okay. question. Final question for now. We mentioned the National Comedy Center's commitment to digitizing, uh, preserving uh, you know, the, the archives of the Lucy Desi Museum and making them available digitally so that people can enjoy them interactively. One of my favorite photos uh, that you've made available is one of Lucy in the boardroom. Uh, which is which 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 again it's another it's another side of Lucy. So you've got you've got that in the works. You have preserved other iconic milestone shows such as the work of Ernie Kovacs, such as Carl Reiner's a script to the Dick Van Dyke show. Are there any other events or things in the works that you're at liberty to tell our listeners? Nothing we can announce at the moment other than we continue to have uh, events throughout the year, in addition to just coming to both museums. We're doing Halloween events, we're doing a New Year's Eve event, and of course we do our Lucille Ball Comedy Festival every August that both celebrates Lucy and celebrates rising comedians and major comedians. This past year we had Sebastian Maniscalco and John Mulaney as our headliners. So every August around Lucy's birthday, I don't think we've announced the dates yet, but usually it's the, around the first weekend in August, we have thousands of people who come to Jamestown to, to celebrate comedy, and we're very proud of that festival. But we will be opening uh, some new exhibits uh, in the spring as well. It's just a little early for us to talk about it. We're always uh, proud to open a new exhibit, just like the Ernie Kovacs one, which is, does a wonderful job of celebrating one of television's earliest creators. Well, when you're ready to talk about it, Gary, come back and visit us on TV Confidential. Absolutely. Would love to. Thank you so much, Ed. I appreciate it. Gary Hahn is the director of marketing for both the National Comedy Center and the Lucia Ball Desiardes Museum in Jamestown, New York. For more information, nationalcomedycenter.org, nationalcomedycenter.org. You can also follow the National Comedy Center on facebook.com forward slash National Comedy Center. You can also follow the National Comedy Center on Twitter and on Instagram at NTL. Comedy Center. For more information on the Lucia Ball Comedy Festival, facebook.com forward slash Lucia Ball Comedy Festival. Robert Kluhesi of Blue Bloods will join us when we come back. Then we will say hello to James Dumont. James Dumont, one of the stars of HBO's The Righteous Gemstones and a descendant of the Dumont family that not only created the cathode ray tube that made television sets possible, not to mention television itself. All that more coming up in hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Michelle Nichols. Adrienne Barbeau. Leonard Maltin. Joyce Bulletin. Peter Onorati. Judy Norton. Robert Wagner. Robert Hook. Lee Purcell. Julie Bass. Rhonda Shear. Michelle Lee. Jacqueline Smith. Lou Antonio. Shirley Jones. And many, many more of your favorite celebrities and people behind the scenes in the world of television. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com slash advertise. Become a TV Confidential confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Enter the coupon code CONFIDENTIAL when you sign up, and you'll receive $5 off your first month's membership. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com and click 
become a confidant. You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, and wherever podcasts are found. Best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the TV Confidential Podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today. 800-712-8002. That's 800-712-8002. Paid for by U.S. Med. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.